Hello and welcome to Must Have Seen TV. <laughs> I'm your host, Brett White, and this is quite possibly the worst uh, way to break a hiatus, but I have to do something. Um, I just found out a, about uh, 10 minutes ago that Ed Asner has passed away uh, at the age of... 91 um also uh this is going to be very i don't know where this is gonna be um but also i have a new macbook and audacity doesn't work on it and i can't figure out how the zoom <laughs> recording connects to the garage band so that i can do podcasts which is one reason why uh the podcast has not come back in a timely manner because literally everything I use to record the podcast has uh, been broken due to Mac updates and et cetera, et cetera. You, you gotta love planned obsolescence. Um, but I'm going to do this. Uh, I, I hope it is uh, hearable because I don't know how to edit the audio. <sighs> Sorry. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any, um i don't have any news or information at his uh twitter account just tweeted out at 138 p.m et eastern so that is uh 30 minutes ago (laughs) um i i i struggle to think of a bigger titan i don't know uh, maybe this was a bad idea to do. I don't know. Ed Asner is um, a le- uh, I mean, a legend. I think the reason that he means a lot to me, because I guess that's what I should maybe get to, and I, I, I hope that that's not self-serving, and I hope that people um, understand. But, like, Ed Asner was a man. Like, Ed Asner was, like, a man's man. Um, Like, a a macho, burly, Teddy Roosevelt kind of uh, man. And that... Okay, I mean, like, being a man is, is hard, and the fact that we don't talk about that enough is because it is hard, is because we're conditioned to, um suck it up and not talk about feelings and whatnot and being a man is hard uh because there's this performative toughness that you have to have and i think as i grew older the thing that i realized about ed asner and appreciated so much was that as he got older he got gruffer um but he also got kinder and, and and I don't even think it's right to say he got that way. I think he was always that way. I mean, from what I recall in reading the Mary Tyler Moore book, um, Mary, Mary and Lou and Rhoda and Ted, which is a great book. Uh, he actually didn't know how to play Lou Grant because he wasn't that kind of guy, which is, you know, um, 
feel bad for him then because he definitely looked like that kind of guy and I can't imagine looking like that kind of man and not actually being that kind of man he got cast in all these uh, big gruff roles and he was apparently just a teddy bear um so learning more about him and the way that he was so staunchly progressive liberal uh the head of the you know, actors guild very pro-union like fighting for rights like it's like he was the kind of man that i grew up around in tennessee but he showed me that it is possible to marry those versions of masculinity with a <laughs> empathy and compassion and emotion which is you know, not something you get in, like, conservative politics. Maybe I should have turned up the mic some. I am very sorry if this is just totally un- unlistenable to... Uh, maybe I'll try and find something to edit with. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's my general thought. So I also talked to Ed Asner back in, I think, February... I talked to him for uh, the Hayden Rourke biography that I am working on. I, In my research, I found out that in 1980, Hayden was doing dinner theater somewhere, and they asked him, like, oh, what's, you know, what's next for you? Uh, and he said, I'm going to go join my, my friends, um, Ed Asner, and a couple other names who have passed. I can't remember who they were. Um that ad was one of them. He was, I was like, I'm going to go join them on the picket line because it was the 1980s actor strike, the 1980 actor strike, which like went all summer into the fall, delayed the season. It went into the Emmys. I do believe, I think Ed Asner won an Emmy and he was not there because they were all boycotting the Emmys because of the actor strike, SAG strike. And I mean, since Hayden said my friend Ed, like I was like, well, that is reason enough. And so I reached out to his manager um, and they got me in touch with him fairly quickly. Like if they, there was no hesitation, which is fully wild. And I did not expect that. Um, and so I, you know, I got, I called him, I called him <laughs> It was funny. I mean, like, I got to talk to him, and he was exactly what you thought. I think I talked to him for like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, I'm I'm going to put the audio in this episode because I don't know what else to do. Um, he was everything that you would want. He was so cantankerous and grumpy when I said, and also it's just like when you're talking to a 91-year-old on the phone, it's, it's, it's just very hard. You know, I mean, just like, communication and hearing and talking louder and etc so when i said like oh i'm you know writing a book about hayden rourke for my dream of genie it was like i wasn't on a dream of genie <laughs> just to be like i know i very much know um but he did but like yeah he didn't know hayden um but he did get to tell me about that <sighs> that sag strike like i got information from him and i and i think what is more useful for my book is i got like so I have a bunch of interviews with him from 1980, but it's good. It was cool to get, like, the 2021 looking back context. That is 100% going in the book. <sighs> uh, yeah, so, um... 
I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to put that in here. Then I'm going to try to edit <laughs> this audio. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to figure out how to get back. Because uh, we're still in a bad place as a country, <laughs> as a world. And I need to do something to make myself feel better and hopefully also make y'all feel better. To please, uh, you can talk to me on Twitter at at Brett White. Um, so I'm going to put that on here. Because I don't. I don't know what else I can say in process. Uh, so yeah, enjoy this. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna sound awkward and bizarre and weird um, because it wasn't intended to ever be heard. But now it's just like I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So yeah, um, please subscribe. <laughs> please rate and review the podcast. It might do. It's totally inappropriate. Anyway, uh, please talk to me about Ed if you want to. Uh, you can hang out, commiserate, celebrate. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for listening and sticking with this. And uh, I will see you later. Talk to you again. I must have seen TV. Hello. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Hello. It's a. It's an honor to get to talk to you. Thank you so much for Who are you? the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Brett White. I'm writing a uh, I'm writing a book about Hayden Rourke from I Dream of Genie. Wait a minute. His goddamn phone. <laughs> now try it. Oh, hello. No, that's all good. He took a lot of speakers. There. Now, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Now, what were you saying? Yeah, I'm. I'm. My name is Brett White, and I'm writing a book about Hayden Rourke from I Dream of Genie. And uh, I. Did I dream of Genie? The what? I never did. I what? dream of Genie. I, I I know. I found an article um, where he talked about the 1980 uh, Actors Guild strike, which you were, you know, so um, spearheaded. <laughs> Yeah. So that I can... was a memorable strike. Thank you. Uh, so what do you want to know? Oh, well, I, I wanted to know if he mentioned in an article that he was going to be out on the picket lines with you and Larry Hagman and Telly Savalas and a bunch of other people. Um, so I just wanted to get in touch with you and ask you if you... I don't know if you ever knew him socially or if you remember, and also just questions about that strike. Uh, who, who is it you're asking about? Uh, Hayden Rourke. Um, he was Dr. Bellows on I Dream of Genie. Uh-huh. I never watched the show, I hate to tell you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was busy making my own uh, uh, hay loft. Yeah. Um, but I remember the name very well. I can't remember. I can't picture him now. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, but um, uh, he uh, carried his name with dignity, and I liked whatever resulted in my mouth. <laughs> well, how? I know the 1980 writers, the the SAG strike in 1980 was about 
It was about re getting res higher residuals on cable television, mostly, correct? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, how do you remember much about that strike, like how big of a deal that was? Well, I remember thinking I became very fervent in pursuit of our goals on that site. Yeah. And I was uh, upset at what the final agreement was. Mm -hmm. And I definitely tried to get name actors to vote against it, including Alan Alda. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, uh, I failed miserably. <laughs> Well, I, you, um, you also, like the Emmys, the Emmys that year, you won an Emmy, but you were all boycotting the Emmys that year, correct? I was what? You, you were all boycotting the Emmys that year, which is a year that you won. Yeah, we, uh, we led a campaign. We even included game shows in terms of our blacklist. Oh, wow. And uh, I, uh, I had the unenviable job of talking to Alan Levin and Betty White <laughs> to convince them that it would be great help to the success of the actors if. Uh, they accepted the blacklist with grace. And they did. Wow. I, I'm just so, that's so great. I mean, it's just, um, the other, I wanted to also talk to you, however comfortable you are talking about it. Um, the, the other thing that I find fascinating about Hayden's life is that he also did touring shows in World War II. He was in This is the Army with Irving Berlin. And uh, did you also... How old was he? He was born in 1910. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but I, did, you, did you do any performing in World War II? Did I what? Did you do any performing or like touring shows in World War II? No, no I was a kid in high school. Oh. I graduated high school in 47. Okay, yeah, that's... <laughs> but you did serve, correct? Were you in Korea or... Korea. Okay, right. Well, did you do shows in in Korea then? No, no, no I remember... I took basic training at uh, uh, Fort uh, Oh, I can't remember that Yeah. Uh, in Georgia. And uh, then was sent to uh, Fort Monmouth to be trained as a radar technician. Oh. And uh, when I got to uh, New York, and I was in a preliminary education before they put you into camp. Mm. No. What did I say? Oh, you didn't say. You said Georgia? Why did I send that in New Jersey? Mm, but, okay. Uh, what did I say? 
Oh, I, I didn't. I, I don't. I don't remember. I don't think he said what the fort was. All right. So, so I'm in this fort in New Jersey. Okay. Oh. And yeah. I decided to go to the special services officer and uh, get into showbiz. Oh. So I go to the special service officer and I say, I'm an actor and I'd like to uh, join your special services. And he both out laughing. <laughs> He said, what's 15 miles to New York? What the hell do we need you for? And <laughs> uh, I thought, yeah, you're right. And I went back to learning radar repair. <laughs> oh. Which I never learned. <laughs> well, but, yeah, then you had a very uh, long career in acting. So I think it worked out. Um but I mean, that's about all that I. Uh, that's about all I have. I just, you know, wanted to ask a couple questions and thank you again for taking the time. No, I, I thank you for your. Is he still alive? No, he he passed in eighty in nineteen eighty seven. So it's been a while. <laughs> but what um. Did you do? What did you do Well, I. When I found out that he was gay, um, I'm being gay myself, I wanted to learn a lot more about it because a lot of that history gets lost and no one, since it was more taboo in the you know 70s and 60s, no one really documented that history. And uh, I decided that, you know, I grew up loving I Dream of Jeannie and classic television and it, uh... It just, I mean, I'm also in quarantine in New York City and haven't left my apartment in 11 months, so I'm kind of like, I need a project. <laughs> but um, but I've talked to Barbara Eden um, and the, the children of Larry Hagman and Bill Daly and all of them, and they're all, they've all been so lovely and really happy that this kind of, you know, secret history that wasn't a secret when he was alive <laughs> is, is finally getting told because it's a really lovely story. So I'm, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, but Sorry, I didn't have more particulars to give you. No, I, that it's, it is, uh, it is an honor to get to, to speak, to speak with you, <laughs> to speak with you. Um, this again, I mean, Mary Taylor Moore show is one of my favorite shows of all time. So uh, this is, uh, a, uh, Fantastic. I, I can't thank you enough. <laughs> well, uh, have, you, uh, have you talked to Kevin uh, McLeod? Well, I, I tried to, but I, I couldn't get through to his um, agent. And Gavin worked with him on a couple of shows. He was on Love Boat. They also were in an Andy Griffith show episode together. So I was trying to get in touch with him, but it, it was uh, harder. <laughs> Well, uh, let me see if I got a number for you, for Kevin. Okay. Uh, Andrew, uh, you bring me my cell phone. Thank you, Vic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hello? Oh, yes. Um, try 760. 
three? Yeah. Great. Well, yeah, thank you again so much. Uh, and thanks for all the Twitter content. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the Twitter, all the tweets. It's it's You do, oh, you do great work. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> and stay safe. I'm glad that you've got the vaccine. Um and I'll uh, I'll be in touch when this book comes out hopefully. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.